we recorded this interview with Mario Andretti, he was celebrating 50 years of the king in motorsports. So when we started this thing, he was thir- already 30 years into uh, being Mario Andretti. Now, uh, at our 20th, it was 50 years for him. And it's incredible, the stories that this guy has and the fact that he gives us great time here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Hole Studios. So enjoy this. It's a freaking flashback with Mario Andretti from our 20th anniversary here in the Freak Nation. Freaks faves, honorary Freak Nation members, and of course, one of those who's joined us many, many times over those 20 years, of course, in my eyes, maybe stats and crashers too, the greatest driver in the history of mankind, at least here in the States, Mario Andretti. And, and Mario, what's what's more impressive to you that we've survived the last 20 years or that you have survived the last 20 years? Oh, God. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, congratulations. You know, I remember you guys, uh, you were you looked like a couple of teenagers right out of high school <laughs> for the first interview. And and Crash is uh, even cuter now. I don't know. What no. Kenny, You're but being- uh, but uh, looks like, uh, you know, looks like you survived it well. I mean, uh, you know, that um, let's face it, you know, you survived through 9-11, uh, the Iraq-Afghanistan war. SARS and now COVID. So you know what? Um, when you survive all of these uh, pandemics and, and wars and everything else, man, you certainly have another 50 years ahead of you. <laughs> 50? Oh, my. <laughs> yes, sir. You too, Stat. Yeah, even, even Stat, man. Of course, Mario, over these 20 years when you've joined us, you mentioned some things in those 20 years, whether it was the – the, the killing of Osama bin Laden, the election of a first black president, uh, 9-11. Now we're in the pandemic situation, social unrest. But there are some positive things, including a first black president. But there are some positive things that have happened. And one of those is IndyCar and CART getting <laughs> back together. And you were on the forefront of that madness. Do, do you remember all that craziness that was going on between those two series? Oh, indeed. I mean, uh, that's just what it is. Right about before your time, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, and <laughs> that's why they mentioned that that type of a pandemic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> those were that was a tough period, really. Uh, for one, that uh, obviously, like myself and many many others uh, who love the sport so much, to see it to be fractured to that degree um, uh, during those couple of years, you know, before everything started uh, coming together, uh, that uh, uh, that was not needed, obviously, but it happened. And uh, so, you know, finally a lot of things are, have come together since. Uh, just the fact that uh, now we have a new steward uh, with Roger Penske even, uh, you know, uh, owning the series and, and Indy itself, uh, I think that's a bright spot. Uh, I feel for Roger, obviously, that uh, after, uh, you know, having done, uh, having exposed himself to that situation, uh, you know, he has to deal with this pandemic. Uh, but, uh, you know, brighter days are ahead of us. And, um, and if there's anyone who can uh, just uh, push us through all this, it's, uh, it's, it's him, uh, Roger, and, and his team. And so I think uh, we're at a good place. Like I said, uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And that's something to rejoice about, in my opinion. So 
Uh, once we get going, I think things will just pick up more and more and uh, we'll get some, uh, you know, some, you know, we get the fans back and, and, and before, you know, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be running with it, you know, normal. So I, I feel very positive about it. What do you think is the bigger shock? The fact that the cart series split in 96, the fact that they got back together in the late 2000s or that Roger Penske's at the helm now. I think, you know, everyone has got a little bit of shock factor, you know, <laughs> it, uh, but uh, the positive shock was uh, Roger uh, you know, making this move. I thought that was the best uh, Christmas present for all of us. Uh, I was one of the first ones that, that at least he told me that, that he called uh, the morning before he was going to make the official announcement. And, uh, and I, uh, I I celebrated that day. I think <laughs> I thought that uh, that was a really positive move. Is there a chance if he called you again that maybe you would uh, step up and join him in the running and the operation of open wheel racing in America? No, I I really don't want a job in that respect. Uh, and uh, if he says, uh, "Would you drive one of my cars?" That would be different, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> to have an office and all of that, and uh, having to report, no. <laughs> Over the twenty years of us doing this thing, the thing that attracted us to you was you figuratively were giving the middle finger to people and doing it your way and winning championships and winning races and saying what you wanted to say regardless of who you offended or who you impressed. When we started Speed Freaks in June of 2000, that's how we started. And a lot of people took offense to it, but with Stat and Crash and special guests like yourself, we continued to trudge through it and prove that we belonged here. And it, it takes a lot of metal to prove to people, whether you're winning championships or bringing on radio affiliates, that you belong here because you're different, Mario. Well, I mean, uh, I, I've been known to have uh, to have a big mouth, obviously, like you said, because I speak my mind, and especially on things that I really believe in. And uh, so, you know, when we're talking about the, the racing world as I know it, we're talking about uh, so, so many careers, you know, there's uh, uh, so much that, uh, that, that can be gained or lost, to be lost, you know, by doing the wrong things. And uh, so... Anytime that I uh, feel that uh, something in my own, you know, uh, mind is, is going wrong, I'll, I'll just speak my piece, you know. And uh, so that's why I was not very popular uh, during the split, you know, with the, you know, with the cart and uh, the IRL. But uh, at the same time, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, what happened after that bears the fact that uh, it was the wrong thing to do. How did things come back together then? Because like you said, you, you were obviously on the cart side and helping Newman Haas racing and, and, and seeing things from that angle. But I didn't realize that you became unpopular, so to speak. That's that's kind of shocking to me, even if you did speak your mind. So what was it then that led your son, Michael, his team back and therefore you as well? Well, I think uh, the things started going forward when uh, when it became one, you know, when uh, they stopped uh, uh, trying to, to, uh, to, you know, to uh, to be uh, to, to live the same. <laughs> in other words, uh, uh, when you have both uh, series pulling for the same thing, Cart had, had uh, all the, you know, the good races, except that they didn't have Indy. 
Uh, the IRS had India and nothing else. And uh, so either side had, uh, you know, either side only had 50%, if you will. And it wasn't until that, uh, you know, that the reason prevailed and, and, and the whole thing came one, became one, that uh, we started going in the right direction. And that's what it took. But uh, meanwhile, a lot of damage was done. And uh, so uh, to, you can just pick up from there and say, okay, everything is back together. And uh, because uh, I think from that standpoint, the NASCAR always, you know, that they, uh, they made a big leap forward uh, uh, by, you know, Tony giving them uh, the Indianapolis, uh, brought them to mainstream immediately and they took advantage of it. I mean, kudos to them. Uh, but uh, it, it marginalized uh, uh, the R series, IndyCar series, uh, in that respect. And as uh, you can see, the way the crowds were, and so on and so forth. So, um, again, uh, we pay the price. And, uh, and, you know, slowly, I think a lot of things are coming back, uh, uh, definitely in, in our direction. Uh, I think the series, from the standpoint of the product, is probably as well positioned as ever. Uh, the talent is there. Uh, today um, is to me second to none right down the field when you look at the uh, the veterans are, are still young enough you know the, the champions are still young enough to be there uh, for a long time and then you have some young talents that uh, represent the strong future so um, and that's everything you know so uh, again it's just a matter of now just uh, getting to racing and uh and again, we have uh, the the right person, the right group. Uh, we know where Roger and his team. Tell us the first time you met AJ. That must have been. Oh gosh, yeah, first time probably was ready to, to to tear my head off. You know, <laughs> I, think we, I think we got together in Phoenix, and uh, and I'm sure it was my fault. You know, but uh, I was scared. I was scared. The only thing that I knew that I could run faster than him. Uh, but, uh, I that. But, uh, yeah, AJ and I had a you know a few moments, you know, but uh, mostly good. Um, but uh, it, it was uh, it was great. Now we're good buddies right now. There was a lot made of trying to make you and the Unser family at each other throughout the decades. But then, as this book came together for John Andretti, it's almost like a lot of that was media driven. That, I mean, great. You're always going to have rivalries on the track, but behind the scenes, even if there were some days that you weren't agreeing on things behind the scenes, it's still a racing family, isn't it? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, uh, you're talking about Bobby and myself. Is that what mm -hmm. you're Well, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, I think it's been written and uh, and taken out of context, quite honestly, because I from day one, um, uh, obviously, I will never accept uh, the ultimate decision, but the ultimate decision was uh, what USEC allowed. Right. And uh, USEC allowed uh, outside of my pressure from uh, uh, the lawyer that uh, um, Roger Pesky brought on the scene, uh, you know, I guess a very well-known sports lawyer that intimidated uh, some of those dudes uh, in the Midwest there. And uh, he dictated pretty much what the ultimate decision was going to be on this situation. And, uh, and you know, after six months of, uh, uh, you know, uh, searching, you know, for what really happened, depositions after depositions and so forth, you know, the ultimate result was, yes, he did 
past 11 cars on the yellow end of story. And uh, so the final decision from the three judges, it was uh, two outsiders entirely. Then uh, there were were two CEOs, uh, one from, I think, Chicago, one from L.A. And the third one was uh, Charlie Brockman, who was a radio personality in Indianapolis. And uh, he abstained. And uh, the other two made a decision that uh, under these circumstances, the penalty was too severe. So they fined him $40,000. And uh, gave him the, the the race back six months later. Well, the following year, the, the following year at the driver's meeting, I uh, confronted uh, uh, Tom Binford, who was, you know, a race uh, director. And after the meeting, I said, Tom, uh, are the, uh, the, the rules the same this year as last year? He said, yep. I said, so hypothetically, if today I pass 11 cars under the yellow and uh, – Cross the finish line first is the fine still $40,000. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he says, well, Mario says, that's not my fault. He said, I, um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, he's he's the one that uh, penalized them. You know, he said, but I was overruled, so I understood. And um, so, but I said, basically, so the rule will apply this year, but didn't apply last year. That's really what it was. So mine is this, uh, I never felt, I never, uh, you know, uh, held that against uh, Roger or Bobby because they did whatever they had to do, um, you know, to, to do it. Uh, I held it against you second, I will forever. Um, and so Bobby, that's, uh, maybe I think was out of guilt. <laughs> he wasn't talking very much, but we, you know, we, we always, you know, chatted, but it, it was cool. But he always thought that I, you know, that I was really, um, you know, that I, you know, I didn't ever got over it. Uh, I definitely, like I said, I'll never get over it, but I never held it. I held it against him though. Mario, we've been doing it for 20 years, and you've been doing it for over 50. And it's uh, it's fantastic that you're able to join us for this. And one one quick question: one of the big things that people ask about are, are we still worthy of carrying your jock strap? <laughs> you bet, you bet. Yeah, just, Do you be remember? Careful, just be careful with it. <laughs> Let's oh, go. On. Did you make? Okay, wait. Did you make? Mario, say that on our voicemail recording, Kenny, or Mario, did you come up with that on your own? I think I gave him a script and you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I just read it. <laughs> oh, why am I so take us to lunch. Don't forget to take us to lunch. <laughs> I'll take you out to lunch. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, buddy, uh, I, it's no good way to end this thing other than thank you very much for yes. what you've done, not just for us, yes. but for the racing community yes. and this planet, buddy. Let's keep her going. Look forward yes. to seeing you guys. We'll do another 20 years? Absolutely. That a boy. Yeah. Mario, thank you, bud. Yes. Congrats, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, man. There you go. Oh, carry my jock strap. Mario Andretti, wow. the legend here in the Freak Nation. As a stat man said over the last 22 years, the bigger they are sometimes, just the nicer they are, stat. That's one we talked about Barcelona, but that's one thing that has been impressed upon me in this whole time. We've met some of the biggest names ever in racing, and they've been righteous people by and large. I don't, I don't know that 
the, the Snake, Mario, I don't know any of them that have been uh, people that you wouldn't want to have dinner with. 